A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, babies. How are you? Hi. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Thanks for listening to Baby Geniuses. What a great day it is. <laughs> it's almost Christmas. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Uh, this is the first year there's going to be a baby at Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, we also, every year my family is like, you guys, this year let's like really not do presents or like put a price cap on it or things yeah. like that. And my mom, whenever we had like a price cap on like how much money we were going to spend on presents for each other, my mom would be like, oh, in that case, I'll just spend all year making this incredibly thoughtful present for you that's Ugh. like meaningful and which it's like, I, you know, I don't want to complain about that because they're nice, but it's like, I can't, I can't match that. No yeah. one can compete with that. No, that stresses me out so much. It's very stressful. So this year, I think is the first year we're actually not going to do presents. Yeah. My family also, we were just like, why don't we just give to charity? Because, like, I don't know, I just feel like none of us need anything. And if you're giving someone a gift, you're just sort of trying to guess at what they need in their lives. Yeah. And, like, you're either giving them exactly what they asked for, which is not personal, or you are giving them a twist on what they asked for, which is not what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to not, I'm excited to not do presents this year. Although I don't know what we're going to do with the time. Maybe just, like, play games or something. Maybe do a talent show. Something like that. Probably just look at the baby. When there's the baby. <laughs> I like the idea of doing a talent show with your own family. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah. What would you do in a talent show? With I don't your own know. Family? I just like we wouldn't. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know what I would do either. Maybe like, I don't know. I don't, I can't imagine what my parents would do. Oh, yeah. They'd, like read a poem or my mom would just like knit a sweater. <laughs> your family is not quite as like outspoken as my family is. No, they're just as weird, but they're like. <laughs> quieter <laughs> yeah my family is weird in a very loud way yeah um we put we put the question to twitter to what of what we should talk about today and immediately got a bunch of really good responses uh and some ones that we would just not even talk about um a lot of some people just tweeted stuff like dicks yeah. <laughs> which you know we do talk about a yeah. lot what are you unsatisfied <laughs> with the amount that we're talking about dicks how is that possible uh someone wrote either chickens or goddamn cosby i think it's a little late to talk about cosby i think we yeah. covered that also we point someone on twitter pointed out that like i mean so there's you know obviously everyone is really upset about bill cosby right now we've talked about this on the show f like a year ago yeah not to be like we're better than the mainstream media but it's been you out should, there for a while. But you should donate to maximumfund.org. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh what else? Someone said, talk about all the different types of hats. A lot of people know where I stand on hats. I changed my mind about that, and I think hats are great. And if you like hats, you should wear them. Even right. even if you think you like a fedora, just wear it. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Lisa's getting generous around the holidays. <laughs> um, Do you think that vapes are the new fedora? Yes or no? No. Vapes are cool. Vaping's cool. You're Is cool it? if you vape. <laughs> I feel like everyone keeps trying to make me vape, and I don't want to vape. Who's trying to make you vape? Everybody. Me yesterday. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> My boyfriend Adam keeps talking about how he wants a vape for Christmas, and I can't tell if he's just trolling me or if he really wants one. I don't think one. he's trolling you. They're I like a good 
alternative to actually inhaling combustible yeah that's smoke it's better for your lungs maybe yeah 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 and then you can like you know and it doesn't smell as bad and you don't have to do it outside it's true um what else someone said talk about what is the cutest type of plant a succulent yeah of course a tiny cactus a teeny tiny cactus <laughs> yeah <laughs> or whatever that flower is it's like a weed where the flowers look like a bouquet of flowers for barbie what like a tiny little like oh. uh, those like tiny little white flowers that come in like a pre and you can like pluck them and then pretend you're like a, a teeny t- yeah. tiny person <laughs> yeah those are cute and then you eat a thing of broccoli and it's like this is a tree and i'm yeah. huge <laughs> my mom used to have a cookbook called the enchanted broccoli forest which was a <laughs> dish that you made it was a casserole in a pan that had a bunch of broccoli in it that were supposed to be like trees and it's supposed to be fun for kids but it's like a a gross tofu thing <laughs> it sounds so farty <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's what the enchantment is <laughs> enchantment means fart in cooking <laughs> <laughs> like you fart so much that the fumes give you hallucinations yeah that's the enchantment yeah yeah uh i think that's just all enchantment has ever been <laughs> like oh like i find this woman enchanting she farted a lot in front of me and i enjoyed the confidence of that i think that's how i always interpret it uh someone wanted us to talk about unrequited love um, what do you have to say about that pro or con um con i mean most of my loves were unrequited yeah I've, I've had quite a few unrequited loves what the fuck dudes i know <laughs> but also like what the fuck me i never said anything Ugh, yeah you know i think i just liked the wrong dudes yeah i think that's part of it but i think as i'm getting older i'm realizing like if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah, it doesn't have to be like some weird game where yeah. you feel bad all the time. Also, I realized like there are definitely in the past people who I was like, I am so deeply in love with this person, but I don't want to say anything because I don't want to get rejected and then not be able to talk to them again. But it's like, I don't know if I value their friendship that much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I should have just said something and seen where things had gone. I think I would have looked back on that more fondly than their friendship. Maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? Um, in, I don't know what you want us to say about unrequited love. It sucks. I think a lot of people have experienced it. Yeah. Everyone's had it. I think, I think also as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that like most of the people that I had unrequited feelings for would not have been good boyfriends. Yeah. They're not people who I would have been compatible with. They all would have been the worst. Yeah. Like they're flashy and they're exciting and they're interesting, but they're not people with whom I share a connection. Yeah. And that's what actually makes a relationship good. In conclusion, well said. Please love me. Love um, me. <laughs> uh, what else did we want to talk about up top? Uh, not a whole, not a whole lot. Uh, someone asked us a few weeks ago who we had friend crushes on, and you didn't have an oh, answer, but now you do. Now I do. I would like to be friends with the Daniels. Um, if anyone knows them and wants to tell them I'd like to be their friend, please do. They're they're two directors, um, both named daniels i guess i don't know much about them <laughs> uh, they're two dudes and they um they did that music video for turn down for what oh yeah, yeah the and, best music video ever made yes and then they just did another video that's sort of like a short film called interesting ball that they just released that's just fucking crazy all their videos are fucking crazy and what i like about them is that like they'll just have the dumbest idea and they'll treat it like the most beautiful intelligent idea that needs to be treated like art and yeah. they'll create like an incredible video that's my favorite kind of art turn down for what is so great it's really good it was someone tried to explain the video to me oh no no, i watched it and i was like what the fuck are you talking about just no 
and then I watched it, and it was great. Uh, if you haven't seen the turndown for what video, what are you waiting for? Those dudes just seem like fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Is it time for one on fun? It is. One on fun. Um, you go first. Damn it. Time. <laughs> Uh, Lisa. Yes. If you could only have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. The first thing that came to mind was French fries. Yeah, that would be the only thing you'd eat. I think that's just because you are eating potato chips right now. I know, but I could just eat potato chips or any kind of potato until I die. Like I really, yeah, love potato. Maybe like sweet potato, so there's some nutrients in there. Yeah, sweet potato fries. Sweet potato fries are pretty good. Yeah. And then you could stipulate that as part of the meal, you get a bunch of different dipping sauces. I was just, that was my next question is, mm-hmm. do I get dip? <laughs> and do I have to pick one dip or do I have to? I think you can pick up to five dips. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So ranch, uh, some, maybe like a thousand island. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> it's all just mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like just you, five pots you of mayonnaise. make one of the dips guacamole and then you could be like, I guess I'll just eat the guacamole if I'm not in the oh, mood for okay. sweet potato cool, fries. Cool, cool, cool. You're helping me cheat this really yeah. well. Okay, guac is definitely in there. It's like a salsa. Right? I like how much time people devote to like, <laughs> like leprechaun proofing their wishes yeah. that they don't actually get to make. <laughs> They're like... We th- I think really hard about what stipulations I will include when I do eventually get a genie in a bottle. Yeah. What are the loopholes? Can I wish for more wishes? Mm-hmm. Like, how does that work? You can't. I, I think everyone knows that. I know. Otherwise, those stories would just not be as interesting. But I do think that you would probably be able to wish for more wishes if things were realistic. The media is not realistically portraying genies. Anyway. What was that movie where Brendan Fraser keeps wishing for stuff from Liz Hurley and oh yeah bedazzled about, oh yeah bedazzled i kind of that movie's really bad but his makeup in it is really great and it's really funny wait what do they do to his like there's one where he just turns into a redhead and his makeup's incredible like they gave him all these freckles oh. and made him look really oh pale. yeah because he wishes for different lives and so then yeah he ends up looking but there's like a, different people there's always kind of like a monkey's paw thing to it where oh uh, yeah yeah where something bad happens as a part of the wish yeah um <laughs> all right <laughs> Glad we summarized that movie so well. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you know, we made a promise when we started doing this podcast that at some point we would discuss Bedazzled starring Brendan Fraser. And you know what? We fucking did it. We never renege on our wishes. <laughs> Is that the right word? I think renege. it's renege. Renege? Renege. Yeah. <laughs> renege on a promise. Never go back on. Yeah. I like renege, though. That sounds fancier. Renege. Um, all right, Lisa, do you have a question for me? Oh, yeah. Um, do you have an item of clothing that you hate, but you just can't get rid of? Oh. You just keep it around? Huh. That's a good question. I've I've gotten better about getting, getting rid of stuff that I never wear. Um, I guess I have, I have stuff that, like, used to be good and isn't good anymore. Oh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I have like these socks that like used to be really comfortable, but I probably wasn't supposed to wash them in hot water. Aww. And so now the lining of them, it's like these like around the house lounge socks that on the inside have that like fuzzy lining, but it's gotten bunched up. So I can't wear them comfortably anymore, but I can't get rid of them. I should probably just get rid of them because they used to be your favorite. Yeah. And you're like, maybe someday. But yeah, other than that, not really. Oh, huh. yeah. Do you? Yeah, I like have a dress that I bought that was too expensive and then I even had it altered to fit me better and oh. it's still just when I wear it I look like a snake that ate 
like a skunk swallowed by <laughs> it were like you know like i just <laughs> have like lumps yeah i yeah. mean i definitely have items of clothing that are not flattering on me yeah but that i don't hate like i like them i just can't wear them anymore yeah i just keep them yeah i have started getting rid of them yeah let's donate them all yeah um all right that concludes one on fun um we'll be right back with wiki of the week but first this I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm Jordan Morris. The federal government has millions of dollars in programs and opportunities that you need to seize today. You're a taxpayer, right? Well, then you've got it coming. Thanks to Uncle Sam, you can get grant programs for veterans. Postage stamps that'll ensure your mail gets there in a timely fashion. Fruit for you and your family. Child care for your children that turns them into super soldiers. Get a million dollars. To open your own lake. Useful power tools that are easy on your soft, delicate hands. Your own personal radioactive brick. More sexual attention from everyone at the used bookstore. Greyhound tickets. Soft, gentle kisses from TV's John Goodman. A real narwhal. Athletic socks filled with stew. A valuable pamphlet on millet. Your father's approval. Don't wait right now. For all of this and more, drop us a line. Jordan Jesse Go, 123 iTunes Street, or wherever you download podcasts. Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Ross. Hi, Carrie. What do you think is creepier? Okay. You jump into a swimming pool. All of a sudden, the water goes away, and instead of water, there is the bones of your dead ancestors. Ew. Or mm-hmm. our show. That's pretty tough because we've visited a live exorcism. We joined the Ordo Templi Orientis where we had to worship a naked lady. Oh, and we joined that Tony Alamo cult. The they were scary. Super creepy. We joined the Ethereum Society. We tried penis enlargement, or at least oh, I did. Oh boy, I tried breast enlargement. We have basically done every creepy, weird, fringe thing except for thousands more, which we will get to if you listen to our show. I'd still say the swimming pool with my ancestors' bones. Well, and I don't even know if people should listen. I guess they shouldn't. But if you want to... Two were at maximum fun, and the show's called Ono Ross and Carrie. All right, it's time for Wiki of the Week. Let's introduce our guest for this week. Lisa, would you like to do the honors? Uh, this is an old friend of mine who's a great cartoonist and now an animator, Matt Fury. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Did I introduce you right? Should I say anything else about you? Uh, no, that's about it. I, it's <laughs> a name. It <laughs> what are you animating now? Well, I'm in the process of working on a pilot animation, but uh, don't want to jinx it. So yeah. it's a top secret project. Oh. Yeah, Those always happen. <laughs> um, that's very exciting. All right. Are we allowed to and say also, it exists or is it? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah totally. And also about time. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's cool, but it's very stressful. Yeah. yeah. It seems like it. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I hope you are uh, you know, treating yourself right. Uh, well, I just got a massage oh, yesterday. Right. That's very kind nice. of what I was getting at. And I feel worse than I Really? Before the massage. Yeah, it was a deep tissue like oh. Uh, oh. pressure massage in Koreatown and uh, I feel like I just got the shit kicked out of me. You don't feel like looser? I wonder how how many days it takes for those to feel good because those hurt for a while. They hurt but, so bad. We used yeah. to have a lady come into our work to do it. It's like like once every couple of weeks, and I had to stop seeing her because it hurt so bad. Oh no! <laughs> Thai massage too also makes me feel bad afterward because it's that's where they like just like pull on you and they like climb on your back and stuff and do all that kind of stuff. 
just yeah. talking about it makes me want one. But <laughs> I, I'm going to stick to like the the sex worker kind of Swedish oil massage where you get just a light kind of more sensual oil with a happy ending. Yeah, I think that would feel that'll much better. that'll Aww. probably keep you on track. Yeah, to feel really good. relaxing. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> I like when there's an ending. <laughs> Otherwise, a I don't know when ending. to leave. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, neither of us has come, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like at the end of every massage I get to say, Did you come? <laughs> Did you come yet? Did you come? Did you get there? <laughs> uh, this week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by me. Yeah, because uh, I was looking at this because I was interested in it. It's the Wikipedia page for non-English versions of The Simpsons. Um, obviously, the animated TV show The Simpsons is an American English language animated sitcom. <laughs> really? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and in other countries, the TV show started. We started broadcasting in 1989. Uh, in other countries, the TV show started broadcasting later than 1989, either in its original version or in a dubbed version. Um, so, by language, in France, it's called Les Simpsons, and it's dubbed <laughs> twice, once in uh, Quebec and again in France. So, they have, like, different versions of oh, it. Oh, yeah, because French people hate the way Quebecois people sound <laughs> and vice versa, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very contentious. Uh, That's funny to me. And... In France, all the characters speak standard French, with the exception of the ethnic minorities. Apu is given the Indian accent, while Carl, who has no accent in the American version, also speaks affected French. Because he's black? Uh, Yeah, noticeably, Carl has the accent of a black immigrant from Africa or the Caribbean. That's so weird. Interesting. Kirk Van Houten is given a stereotypical Brussels accent, as Van Houten is a name which can be assumed to be Belgian. They're making a lot of leaps here because in so The Simpsons, he's just called that because he uh, that's like named after a street in Portland, right? You know that? I don't know. Uh, I'm just thinking about that. Some obscure party dog character wondering what. He oh, Poochie. Like. Yeah, Poochie. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if Poochie's mentioned on this page, but I'm going to do a quick search. Is Poochie no. your favorite Simpsons character? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of fits. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. What was his like human counterpart, Roy? You know, I can't really say he's my favorite because all I remember is it was like a dog in sunglasses wearing a backwards hat that had the right attitude. Yeah. Like a, yeah, a it was a rad attitude. attitude. Yeah. Well, Poochie was probably just the same, like whoever voiced Homer voiced Poochie. And uh, so whoever uh, they get to voice Homer in those countries is also doing the voice of Poochie. Ah. Uh. Um, what else? Uh, although the location and setting of the show are not changed in the Quebec dub, it still takes in place in the United States. Many references to the characters watching American TV shows, movies, etc., are changed to references to Quebecois ones. For example, a reference to Homer watching CSI Miami in the original was changed to Fortier, a similar <laughs> Quebecois show. Although these changed references would be familiar to the French Canadian viewer, in real life these would be awkward because almost all Quebecois media is unknown in the USA. So it's like, it's they it's a show that they know is about Americans, but Americans who are really up on Quebecois culture. Oh, it's so weird. Which is very interesting. Uh, this is an example of localizing the humor for the Quebec market. In addition, most instances of the word English are changed to French. Due to this, in one episode where Homer visits Canada, the roles of Anglophones and Francophones are completely reversed, resulting in a stereotypical English-Canadian speaking French and a stereotypical French-Canadian speaking English. In another, So, like, when the Simpsons go to Canada and they interact with the Quebecois people, 
they changed that to the English speaking oh. Canadians so that they're so that they're the butt of the joke instead of the French speaking. It seems like a wise choice. Yeah, I guess so. Know your audience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the same practice is done in the Quebec dub of King of the Hill done by the same company and many of the same actors, but to a greater extent. Instead of taking place in Arlen, Texas, the show takes place in Saint-Arine, Quebec, and many of the characters' names are changed. However, American flags and pictures of Texas State are not edited. So confusing. It's so confusing. I can't... I, I mean, we really take for granted that all of our media is set in the place that we live for the most part. It's our biggest export. (laughs) Is that true? Yes. (laughs) Commit to it. You know what? This show is not about truth. Um, Uh, No, I think marijuana and entertainment is our biggest export from America. Yeah, I think that's true. We're exporting a lot of marijuana to Quebec right now. Um, Are we really? uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay all right I, i'm gonna stop questioning you um what else uh i like this thing in july 2007 yeah. matt Groening said in an interview on conan o'brien that the actor felipe petiu who does the voice of french homer says to instead of homer's trademark do toe <laughs> this comes from the actor misreading the line the first time he did homer's voice and has been that way ever since in the Parisian version of the show, many other catchphrases are, are also translated. Bart's eat my, sh- eat my shorts becomes, va te faire shampooiné. Go shampoo yourself. <laughs> Similar to go to hell. Go shampoo yourself. <laughs> when Homer tries to throttle Bart, his phrase, why you little, becomes, espèce de sel petit. Literally, literally, you dirty little. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The France-French version, I like, they call it the France-French instead of the Quebec-French French. version, also has also, it's, wait, the France-French version has also its popular catchphrases to translate some terms that in the original versions are not catchphrases. Therefore, instead of, oh my God, Homer says, oopness, a, def, a deformation of, uh, oh darn, a watered down form of the expletive, oh putain, oh damn, oh pines is French, is in French as much essential to characterize Homer as dough is in English. Wow. Homer is also <laughs> unable to pronounce some terms like bibliothèque, library, and says that's spelled the same way. Bibliothèque. Bibliothèque. Oh, bibliothèque. Oh, wow. Just to make him sound dumb, I guess. Yeah, like saying library instead of library. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Is that how you know a French person is dumb? They say bibliothèque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like dumb people don't talk about the library that much. <laughs> no? Um, yeah, they... They're talking about the library when the bar's name is the library. Oh, yeah. Like, I gotta go to the library and get a drink. <laughs> right. Dumb people like to do that. Yeah, yeah dumb people do. love that bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these catchphrases are translated in the Canadian-French version as well. Eat my shorts becomes manger le crotte, eat hell. While why you little becomes mon petit verrat, you little brat. Uh, Italian. E. Simpson. Or L. Simpson? I don't know. I think that's an I have been aired in Italy since October 1st, 1991. The main voices are by Tonino Accoglia, who <laughs> plays Homer, Liu Bosiso, Marge. I'm not going to read all these, <laughs> except Monica Ward plays Lisa, <laughs> the only non-Italian name. The animation of the show has changed. Whenever something written in English appears on screen, the Italian version superimposes on the, the translated phrase. In the initial blackboard scene, Bart reads the phrase translated, but the blackboard itself still shows the English words. Oh, interesting. So it says it in English, but he reads the translation. Uh, 
<laughs> some of the names get translated in Italian. <laughs> Mo became Bo. <laughs> and all shots of the bar sign are graphically modified accordingly. Why? Do Italians, they just can't. Does, you know, yeah, why can't they say Mo? Does Mo mean something in Italian? If you're Italian, please write us, babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Do we have any Italian listeners? I know we have some French listeners and a Swedish person who sent us their butt yeah. in a picture. I just want to say to all our Italian listeners, Motto bene. <laughs> How do you, what do you think of Emily's accent? I like it a lot. <laughs> is Heller Italian? Um, Heller is not Italian. Does it sound Italian? No. I think I, I think most, <laughs> most Italian names end in a vowel, right? Heller What's a vowel? <laughs> oh, man, we got to really start at the beginning here. Edna Krabappel is named Caprapali. Chief Wiggum is Commissario Winchester. Oh, my God. And Hitchy and Scratchy are replaced by Grattacecca e Ficetto. <laughs> oh, those are my favorite. I forgot about Hitchy and Scratchy. My favorite. Oh, those are your favorite characters? Yeah. yeah. A Ficetto is a person who wants to be cool or anyways is cool, but not in an exaggerated way. Huh. I like the way that's written on Wikipedia. A person who wants to be cool or anyway is cool, but anyways, not in an exaggerated way. All characters having roles in their name, like Principal Skinner, Chief Wiggum, Groundskeeper Willie, or English words, Fat Tony, have received literal translation for their title, with Sideshow, Mel and Bob, becoming Telespalla. The word did not exist in Italian before the show but is a good translation since Spala is the role of a sideshow. That's so interesting. Many characters are dubbed with strong local accents. Wiggum, Lou, and Marvin Monroe talk like men from Naples. Eddie talks like someone from Bari. Carl with a Venice accent. Reverend Lovejoy is a Calabrian. Snake, Jailbird, and Lionel Hutz. I didn't know if Snake's full name was Snake Jailbird. And Lionel Hutz speak with Rome accent. Otto Man, a Milanese. Fat Tony, obviously a Sicilian. Obviously. <laughs> Willie is Sardinian. Oh, that's so... I would, I would think that they would still give him a Scottish accent. Hmm. Like, I don't know what a Scottish accent sound like, sounds like in Italy. Uh, they had some replacements. Like the French and Spanish version, real and fictional characters conserve their frequent Italian voice. For example, in the episode Any Given Sundance, Woody Allen, voiced by Hank Azaria, was dubbed by his Italian voice, Oreste Lionello, who did the last dub of his career. In fact, he died a week after the Italian airing. Wow. Wow. A lot of characters are voiced by guest stars, like the ex-minister Ignacio La Russa, who voiced Garth, the sugar industry manager, the politician Alessandra Mussolini, as Marge's friend Tammy. Uh, (laughs) So interesting. Uh, Emilio Fede as John Stewart. The football player Francesco Totti and his wife, the showgirl Ilari Biasi, as Buck Mitchell and Tabitha Vicks. Uh, I don't know who any of those people are, but it's very fascinating. I got to listen to them um, trying to cast the foreign language speakers for Bojack, and it was really fun because they were just trying to cast like the Spanish guy who sounds the most like Will Arnett, but in Spanish. Oh wow! And like who sounds like Aaron Paul, and yeah, but I think they got good people. I wonder who does the voice of that, like bumblebee character yeah oh yeah in latin american countries. oh yeah we're getting to spanish wait let me look and see if there's anything i just scanned it i didn't i didn't see it. I damn it. See it yeah i don't think there's anything in there but it would be interesting if they used a different accent for that yeah uh like who would be their you know uh pecking order yeah like what thing yeah what type of tv do they make fun of there yeah maybe yeah. it's also the bumblebee guy maybe maybe everyone makes fun of him 
The Simpsons is dubbed into the Spanish language twice, once in Mexico, targeted to all Spanish-speaking countries in the Americas, and again in Spain. In both versions, the show is named Los Simpson, as last names are not pluralized in Spanish, um, although it is not uncommon that many people write it as Los Simpsons. There are many differences between the two versions, as there are differences between the Spanish spoken in Spain and in Latin America. So in Spain, it's Los Simpson, right? <laughs> uh, in Latin America... Homer is translated as Homero, but in Spain it is not translated. Other translations in Latin America are Barney Gumble as Barney Gomez, Chief Wiggum as Jefe Gorgori, <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Wiggum as Ralph Rafa Gregory, Reverend Lovejoy as Reverendo Alegria, and Mayor Diamond Joe Quimby as Alcade Diamante. Diamante. Itchy and Scratchy are translated into two <laughs> versions. Tommy E. Daly for Latin America and Rasca y Pica for Spain. However, Pica and Rasca literally translate as it itches and it scratches. <laughs> so it's the most accurate translation. I can relate. <laughs> I like that better than itchy and scratchy. I like someone's name just being an exclamation. Like, it itches. It itches. <laughs> Uh, Sideshow Bob is Bob Patino in Latin America and actor secundario Bob in Spain. <laughs> the animation of the show has not changed and what is written in English remains in English in the Spanish versions. In the blackboard scene, Bart reads the phrase translated after the way he does in Italy. After the introduction, in the Latin American version, the Spanish name of the episode is spoken by Homer, while in the Spanish version, it appears subtitled. Texts within the show are usually voiced by a narrator in the, Lat in the Latin American version while they are subtitled in Spain. Interesting. The Region 1 DVDs include the Latin American audio. Uh, oh, wow. The, the guy who played the voice of Homer in the Spanish cast died. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he replaced with someone? Let's see. Um, and okay. they found it hard to find a substitute for Revilla's voice. Um, Carlos Revilla also dubbed the appearance of Kit in the episode the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, like he did in Knight Rider. Oh, that's so fascinating. So when Knight Rider, he was the voice of Knight Rider in Spain, and he also voiced Knight Rider in the Simpsons episode where Knight Rider appeared. What, Knight Rider, that car show? Yeah, the with car the talking talks? car. Oh. Yeah, so they had the same voice actor do that. There are other characters that conserve their frequent voice in Spain, like Mulder and Scully from the X-Files or Sideshow Bob and his brother Cecil. They are dubbed by the same actors who dubbed Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce and Frasier. Oh, that's awesome. With Cecil, this yeah. only occurs in his first appearance. That's so fascinating. I feel like that happens surprisingly often. Yeah. When dubbing animation. Because, uh, like, yeah. yeah, those guys are, like, known for, for dubbing those people, so why not just get them? Yeah. I guess it's just, like, hard to keep track of. Yeah. Um... The Spanish version of The Simpsons also distinguishes itself by using more literal translations of what the characters are saying, while in the Mexican version, it's common to hear local jokes or expressions, as well as references to Latin American pop culture. The Spanish translation would most likely seem very salacious to a Latin American audience and vice versa. The Mexican version versa. sounds more fun. <laughs> yeah. In both versions, the guest stars are always voiced by that actor's particular Spanish voice counterpart. In this way, if the Spanish public is expecting to hear Glenn Close, they actually hear the voice they usually equate to that actress. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, whoever dubs her voice in her movies. That's what, I didn't realize that there was consistency across movies and television for different actors. Like, if you're the voice of Ryan Gosling, you're the voice of Ryan Gosling in every Ryan Gosling movie mm -hmm. in Spain. That's crazy. 
It's also interesting, like different uh, countries have have um, preferences for whether they want things to be dubbed or subtitled. Like in Argentina, like everyone hates dubbing. They just hate it. They want to hear the original actors' voices. Oh, really? Yeah, most movies and TV shows are subtitled. Oh, that's interesting. I hate to read. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like, I mean, I guess I don't like to read, but I also don't like dubbing, so I just don't watch anything foreign. I think that's the solution. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, Ayana and I just watched uh, last night a foreign film about uh, aging uh, prostitutes in the red light district in Amsterdam, and they were probably in their uh, mid to late sixties, and what, and they were twins, and they had been working there since they were in their early twenties or whatever. It was and a documentary. It's a documentary. Whoa, that sounds fascinating. It was pretty cool, what and it, it, uh, there was a lot of reading going on in that one because they were very fast talking and they had a very interesting perspective. What did they say? Like, what? You know, they were just talking about, like, um, you know, how they got into that kind of circumstantial thing where, you know, they couldn't make ends meet and they were kind of, like, beaten and bullied. You know, it's kind of sad by by their husbands into that. And then they just kind of eventually left their husbands and just stuck with it throughout their entire lives. But randomly, they're twins and they just have a really close relationship. And, um, you know, they talked about different you know techniques with men and stuff like what guys liked and they just talked about um their age demographic in the context of a bunch of like younger uh you know women you know competing for for the men and stuff and they're they're saying things like you know we've we've been aging along with some of our clients so some of the clients prefer to be with with someone their yeah, own age. Yeah, just talking about it. It was just an interesting perspective, and, and I couldn't. That sounds fascinating. I couldn't believe that they were still going. You know, what's it called? Cloggins, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Cloggins. No, I'm. Uh, I don't know. My sister Fifi. Or, I don't know. I'm a little. I'm a little nervous to just Google it based on the phrases that you've given me for it so far. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to find so it. So, guys, check it out. Uh, it's a great movie. Just uh, hopefully you randomly stumble across it. It's in the foreign documentary section of Netflix. Uh, it's was- got two large, older women dressed in pink standing in the red light district of Amsterdam and. There's a lot of scenes of them like jerking guys off. <laughs> they show Are that you in serious? the documentary. Yeah. Whoa. And they also show them meet painting. the Falcons. Yeah, that's it. Meet the Falcons. It's called yeah. Meet the Falcons. Yes. Meet, meet the, the Falcons. Yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. How is that not a joke? <laughs> I, guess it is I, a joke. I guess they were like when they found out what their last name was. They were like, well, we guess we have to name it this. <laughs> Is it just like so that it pops up on Netflix when people are searching for that movie? For me, the one, and then like uh, they get have a very different experience. Yep. Um, cool. Okay, a few more countries that it's dubbed into. In China, in 2006, The Simpsons, along with other shows such as Pokemon, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Mickey Mouse cartoons, were banned from being aired during during prime time in China. This was done so that Chinese cartoons, which were having a hard time competing with foreign cartoons, would gain more viewers. That's fun. The government had previously (laughs) tried several things, such as ordering that networks cut down on the number of foreign animated series being aired in 2000 and 2004, passed a rule that would ensure that 60% of the cartoon content came from Chinese studios. The move was heavily criticized by Chinese media. The Simpsons movie, however, has been dubbed into Mandarin, Chinese, and Cantonese. In Sweden... Uh, the series was originally broadcast on TV3 in English with Swedish subtitles. However, in 1993, the network decided to start to dub it to increase ratings, and the show was moved to a more child-friendly time. After a public outrage, the dubbing was dropped after only six episodes, and the show was moved to a more adult time. Bart, uh, 
Bart was voiced by Annika Smedless and Homer by Per Sandborg. A dub of the movie was released with the, with the Simpsons movie DVD. Um, in Hungary, the Simpsons appeared for the first time in Hungary in 1998, which is pretty late. The series was one of the most popular shows on TV3, but after the channel closed, uh, different stations started showing it. Um, this is just mostly about where it aired. It doesn't say anything about how it's changed. The Simpsons has aired in India, on Fox India and FX India, in English and dubbed into the Hindi language. Chetan Shashital provides the voice for Homer Simpson in the Hindi dub of the TV series. While during talks of a Hindi dub of the Simpsons movie, the producers of the planned Hindi dub wanted to choose Boman and Rani to voice Homer instead, but that project never came through. So they just never translated it. In Pakistan, all references to drugs, drinking, and sex have been removed. It's one of the most popular shows that airs on GOTV. The original version, which is in English, also airs, but on Star World. Both of the versions are quite popular. That's interesting. That seems like there are whole episodes that they couldn't show. Yeah. It's weird that they would show it during Star Wars. <laughs> um, Star World. Oh. It's a channel there. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it seems like it would, it would not compete well against Star Wars <laughs> no. on TV. Well... I don't have anything more to say about this, uh, but I do think it would be weird to grow up in a country where The Simpsons wasn't in its original language. I feel like it would be a very different experience. It's hard to picture. I'm just uh, glad, proud to be an American, where at <laughs> least I know I'm free yeah. to watch The Simpsons without all that hogwash, <laughs> just the way it was meant to be an American language. It's a really good point. Yeah. We're that, very privileged. That concludes Wiki of the Week. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to Baby Geniuses. We're here with Matt Fury. Matt, thank you for being on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. Very exciting to have you here. We are both big fans of yours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm both big fans of yours. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I like how we edited out the long pause where we waited for him to say that, just like staring expectantly <laughs> at him. <laughs> um, let's talk about Olaf from Frozen. Because yeah. we found a common ground here between the three of us that we all hate him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about that character that just really gets under my skin and I can't quite put a pin in it. I've never seen the movie. Um, <laughs> I saw it recently for the first time and that was the part of it that I really couldn't get over. I mean, just in general, the character design wasn't my fave. Yeah. I don't really like that kind of CGI look. Is he like the Jar Jar Binks of the Frozen yes, world? Yes, he absolutely is. I mean, I wouldn't say that there's like racist undertones to him. No, no. Mm-hmm. But he is definitely, he's supposed to be comic relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't really find him to be funny or charming. I just He's find, not cute. He's, he's like someone. Cute. He's someone I would not want to hang out with. Well, my main issue with Olaf is, uh, and again, I haven't seen the movie, <laughs> but um, are there any other characters that look anything like Olaf in the movie, or are they all beautiful human-esque creatures, or like cute animals, and then Olaf, the like that's dim-witted, exact, that's exactly you know, yeah, development. I mean, the reindeer, the reindeer's snowman. drawn kind of dumb too. It's like cutesy, oh. but kind of goofy. Okay, so there is, but the, a but the reindeer bit of... is supposed to kind of look like a real animal. Yeah, at least. like he's not a car. He's not quite as cartoony as Olaf is. Yeah, but yeah. So what about that bothers you? Well, uh, there's an there's like an animation from maybe the late seventies or early eighties that I forget the name of it, but it's all hand drawn colored pencil animation of like a little boy and a snowman, and it's so sweet and so oh, charming, yeah. and the snowman is so cool looking. 
and uh, I just think that that um, if you're going to animate a snowman and uh, you're going to have a budget of like a hundred billion dollars and <laughs> spend about twenty years making it, like at least make it look cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought the other characters looked pretty. Like their eyes are beautiful. Their hair is flowing. They have yeah. puffy, They've comfortable got, like, outfits. Sparkly dresses and stuff. Yeah, and then you just throw in this mutant into the equation, and uh, maybe the kids like it, but but you they're think wrong. About, yeah. <laughs> also, his catchphrase is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen, which is "I I like warm hugs." Oh yeah. Hi, my name's Olaf and I like warm hugs. Well that's gonna melt his ass. Yeah, yeah. Do. Maybe that's the joke. Well, that's but the other thing is like he has this whole song about like stuff he wants to do in the summertime. Yeah. And it's just sort of like not like the joke is that he would melt doing all of those things. But he's so stupid very, he doesn't even know it. But that's very dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also it is like, oh, so he's stupid. Like, he's real stupid, but not mm-hmm. in a way that's cute, in a way that you're like, I'm worried about you. Yeah, it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, he's going to melt and he's going to go away. That's the only thing that is good about him is that he's going to die really soon. Yeah. Yeah, and you're kind of missing out on, on the, um, the the most interesting thing about snow is that it's made up of all of these tiny particles of snowflakes. And each, uh, you know, supposedly each snowflake is different than the next snowflake or whatever. And uh, how are those even formed? And why are they formed into these beautiful geometric patterns? And is that in the show at all? I'm sure that... <laughs> I do think that, like, I, I said this when I saw the movie. I'll say it again. He totally seems like someone who would try and watch you having sex. Yeah. And act oh. like he didn't know any better than to do it. Yeah. He would just be in a corner of the room watching, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm starting to like him. <laughs> I think my mind is starting to change. Starting to change. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there were a couple moments when like two people were about to kiss in the movie and he'd yeah. be like, hey guys. <laughs> Hi. Just like a cock blocking snowman. <laughs> that, that'd be a good song. Cock, cock blocking snowman. Uh, I tried really hard to find Olaf porn after seeing the movie just to like send to my boyfriend just to like troll him. And um, I found a couple things where he's like fucking one of the sisters or the other. But yeah, there's not a, there's not a lot of good Olaf porn out there. I'm trying to look it up right now. There's you know there's some, but there's a lot of frozen porn. There's a lot of frozen He's porn. He's not really in He's not any featured of featured in most of it. Even the the like reindeer is featured in more than he is. But um, if you guys find any particularly good Olaf porn, please send it to me. Yeah, there is this one. This looks like a freeze frame from the actual movie where it looks like the reindeer is sucking Olaf's dick. Yeah, but oh yeah, I don't like that he has teeth. Why does he have teeth? I don't. I don't like that his dick is a frozen Snickers bar. That's a little. <laughs> that's a little disturbing. Yeah, it's upsetting. Also, his, his head. Yeah, everything about everything about Olaf is the worst. I feel like is he particularly worse though than like the usual? Like I feel yeah. like those movies are getting really formulaic now, where there's like a funny, goofy I side think character. This design is particularly lazy and horrible and abject and i just hate it so much more it's like the worst possible version of what that thing is i'm just scrolling through porn now yep i'm sorry can I got you guys think of any movies where it's just a, an entire movie of those goofball side characters 
But it's that's the whole movie. Yeah, but that's the whole movie. No, because only like the sequels when they do sequels to like Disney movies, and it's like we're just going to see what Iago from Aladdin uh, is up to. What about like Madagascar? They're all kind of goofy, but they're all animals. But there's like the Ray Romano is the sensible one. But they're doing a movie of just the penguins from Madagascar. Yeah, that's right. That are supposed to be it's all goofballs. I don't know. Would you wa- would you want to watch a movie like that? Um, as long as Ray Romano wasn't in it, I would. <laughs> yeah, I do think that's the main thing that would like make it not the main Madagascar <laughs> movie because yeah. it's like he he can't play a goofy character. Yeah, really. yeah. No, he's just like you guys. We're yeah. trouble. Yeah. Oh wait, no, he was in Ice Age. Was he in Madagascar too? I haven't seen them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch those movies. Yeah. What's your general feeling as a, as now an animator about CGM movies? Well, it's hit or miss for me. Um, uh, you know, I'm a child of CGI. Uh, I was born uh, in front of a computer. And, uh, <laughs> I went. I came from a, a, a screensaver saver like place. I think you know maybe that you know before you're born and after you're gone. You can't, you popped out of a flying toaster. Yeah, it's like who knows? Wait, yeah, that's, that's the how universe you see is the just a big. It's yeah, just a screensaver. A, a giant. More of a CGI screensaver, so it'd be a three-dimensional oh. version of a screensaver. That mm-hmm. sounds awesome. But um, I like that movie, um, <laughs> Jurassic Park. <gasps> yeah, yeah. And I think what that movie does, and what a lot of these movies uh, fail to do, and I think um, World of Wild Things are, is a good example uh, of a movie that uh, the stylistically was was amazing because it, yeah. it combines computer-generated stuff with puppetry. And in yeah. those situations, I think it looks amazing because your mind is kind of tricked into, into seeing this real, is a real things. World. Yeah, and yeah. that happens in Jurassic Park too. And Jurassic Park still holds up, and that's from like the '90s or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. And then some how of these new ones, and some of these new ones, like you, you, it's like 100% CGI, and it just it just doesn't have the same magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when CGI kind of first came out. I was just sort of like, are kids going to like watching this? Like, I don't find it as appealing as I do cartoons. Like, I would rather just have cartoons than see... Like, the only times when I've actually been, like, really, like, super into it and wowed by it is, like, Finding Nemo or something where I'm like, okay, you can't film this whole thing at the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And this feels like a close approximation to what it's like being down there, but also with Ellen DeGeneres. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) like, I'm I'm cool with it. Who is Ellen DeGeneres in it? (laughs) She, oh, she plays Dory, the fish that forgets everything. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought you were asking me who Ellen DeGeneres was, and I was going to be yeah. like, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know who she is. Icon, trailblazer, <laughs> comedian. <laughs> yeah, no, she's cool, a great dancer, uh, funny, charming personality. Yeah. Just, a, just a good overall Hollywood hotshot. Glad we all agree. <laughs> we can all agree on Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, yeah, for sure. And her pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got good pants. Isn't she always wearing pants? Right. Yeah. But they're not like... She She wears pantsuits a lot. Right. She's always wearing sneakers, too. Dancing sneakers. I like it. Yeah. Sporty. I like it, too. It's pretty good. When I drive to, when I was working at Warner Brothers, there would be like... I would drive by a big billboard of her every day that said, have a little fun today. And it always Aww. made me really sad. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> it felt like... They were advertising to people who don't have any fun all day. <laughs> and they were like, I guess I, I'll watch Ellen. That's the one thing I'm going to do today that's going to be a little bit of fun for me. Yeah. Where was your job? At Warner Brothers, oh, which okay. is where they, where they shoot Ellen. And so, like, 
at the Warner Brothers studio, they'll have like big billboards outside with like advertising their shows and their movies and stuff. And that was the Ellen one that I drove by every day. And it, it yeah, no, it just it never failed to make me really sad <laughs> to think about someone where that is their only little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. It's that like is, that is sad. I, can I just say one thing? I had a T-shirt when I was younger. Uh, had the Warner Brothers logo on it, and it said, "If you see the police, Warner Brother." <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I was very happy about it. I've seen that shirt. <laughs> when I got my job at Warner Brothers, my friend sent me a picture of her wearing that shirt to commemorate it. I was pretty excited. eBay, you got to get one and get your job back. <laughs> <laughs> I also have that I, I have a shirt that I found in a shopping cart outside of a Goodwill outlet in Portland that has a green Sonic the Hedgehog who's grabbing his crotch that says Chronic the Hemp Hog. Oh, Ooh. that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then it says Highly Intense underneath it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't know if Sonic has a, a catchphrase that rhymes with that. Probably nope. not. But yeah. Is, is marijuana legal? <laughs> is it legal? I, I can't remember. Uh, I, it depends on where you live. In California, medical marijuana is legal uh statewide but still federally illegal but so the feds can bust in and and shoot you and and take you away i think that they only prosecute dealers or like people who own dispensaries but i don't really understand how it works totally in in colorado and some other states it's legal recreationally um and it doesn't seem like the feds are doing that much about it california just passed a law uh proposition 47 that reduces what used to be like felonies to like a much smaller crime for drug possession. Like drug possession is not as big of a deal in California as it used to be, which is good. But just I don't know. in general, yeah. drug possession. I'm just saying, yeah, it's legal. That's I short answer. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. Okay. How, wait, how much do you have? <laughs> um, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> is it going to take you a while to, for you to list all the marijuanas you have? Uh, no, that was a callback to when we were talking yeah. about Ellen, and then you said how much like time. That. That's a really good callback. <laughs> I got. I was just still trying to work out the math in my head, trying to figure. Let's it talk out. about the drug war a little bit here. I say I have a radical idea here. Let's legalize everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Legalize them. You know, it's like God let God kill them all, and then man sort them out. Oh, or, like so, so, like the purge. We should do the purge in real life. Like all crime legal? Not crime. Just I feel like a lot of things would be neutralized if everything was decriminalized because the big picture here is we as a country and a society are on a lot of drugs yeah yep you know psychoactive drugs and you know mood enhancing drugs and all kinds of stuff the reason that is is because these are all patent patented yeah and the main drugs they've been around so long you can't patent them nobody can make any money off of them so let's Keep them illegal, and then you can make money off of them. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's Keep. my spiel. <laughs> Pretty good. I, I yeah. agree. So we should legalize them, yeah. Yeah, legalize them all. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay. Obama, are you listening? <laughs> I know you are. Stop acting like you don't listen to my podcast. Yeah. I keep tweeting at you to ask if you are, and you don't respond. Listen we, up. we can't we can't legalize them all because the entire fabric of our civilization would disintegrate and we realize we don't need material goods we don't need a war machine we don't need guns we don't need anything we are all soul brothers and soul sisters we are all one you know there is no other that brings us to the next topic we were going to discuss <laughs> 
<laughs> Real quick sidebar. You do need physical things because otherwise, what do you smoke the pot out of? But secondly... <laughs> apple. <laughs> just an apple. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Uh, but I prefer to vape. I'm just going to come out and say it. I prefer <laughs> sure. vaping. Yeah. Um, let's talk Stop about... trying to make me vape. <laughs> I don't want to vape. Um, let's talk about nature. Um, Vaporizers are nature in a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have an interesting theory about this, which is that there should be no delineation between uh, man artifice, artifice and, and nature. nature. Yeah. What we consider to be nature. You think that nature yeah. applies to everything. I think that like just this idea that nature is something outside of our experience and that it's something that's somehow in balance or this beautiful place that we can get to. I think that everything is nature. I think a piece of garbage is nature. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I believe that. I was just picturing that scene from American Beauty where the guy's filming the <laughs> plastic bag floating in the air and being like, it's the most beautiful thing I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I just think I, I'm only saying that because the sooner uh, we get comfortable um, uh, sleeping on a pile of garbage, uh, <laughs> the, the better off we'll be, I think, Listen, uh, s- mentally prepared for when uh, the planet turns into a giant garbage can. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I th- that makes sense. I, I guess I still feel like there should be some resistance to that happening, though. And I feel like resistance that's- is futile. We're turning into the Borg. I think <laughs> we're already we're already talking about re- uh, leaving this planet, repopulating another planet. And like that's why scientists are in you know um, the South Pole right now, trying to figure out how you know these creatures, uh, particularly like seal pups and stuff. Like how how are they able to live in these? terrible conditions and we're studying that really hard right now because we want to do it um the long yeah the long-term game plan here is not to stop producing shit stop stop war stop pollution uh stop overpopulation it's to keep doing all that shit Yeah, we don't want to change and then repopulate the cosmos yeah 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 we're not going to change we're not going to stop doing any of that shit we're 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 just going to learn how to fuck in outer space exactly yeah Okay, so if you did get your own planet, which is seeming more and more likely the more we talk about it, <laughs> what would the rules be on your planet? I'm all not... drugs are legal. Yeah, all drugs are legal. Also, we would probably find some other kind of crazy drugs up there. Yeah. Different planets probably have different kinds of... Space drugs. Um, space pot. The... <laughs> space reaver. It's, it's all just space versions. It's already it's already too late for me. You need to ha- live at least an entire generation on a spaceship, reproduce on the spaceship, and then the next generation would be the ones who would live on the next planet. The closest planet that we believe that we can repopulate is at least a couple generations away. So, okay, so then change in the hypothetical you're cryogenically frozen and then unfrozen as the leader of the planet hmm. multiple generations I, in the future i don't think i would take the role as a leader i think i would be sad i would <laughs> miss you guys uh, i'd miss my friends and family um i'd miss all the great things about earth like all the garbage <laughs> all the guns and drugs and all that stuff um so you would just abdicate immediately I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I mean, do I just start abdi- pull down my pants and abdicate on the new planet? I guess you could pull. I mean, down maybe your pants I would do. Maybe I would do that. 
I don't know. That is kind of a, a nice sends escape. A, sends maybe. a strong message. <laughs> People, friends, <laughs> advocates, lend me thy ears. Um. <laughs> and then just long fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> People of planet abdication. No, but really, what does it mean? Oh, it means to step down from power. Oh. Like I abdicate the throne. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you can take your pants off to do that too. <laughs> you are like helps. totally wrong. I'll be like Forrest Gump, like "Hello, President," and then he like farts or something. Or what did he do? Oh, he said like "I've got a poop." What did he say? Oh yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom, and he pulled his pants down or something. Oh, the guy was asking him like if his dick was injured. I don't remember Forrest Gump. <laughs> I might be thinking of the porn version of Forrest Gump. <laughs> Yeah, um, forested frump. <laughs> uh, I think it's getting to be time for expert hour. Can you stick around for that? Absolutely. Fantastic. I don't have anywhere to go. Um, if people want to buy your books, Boys Club is still one of my favorite comic books of all time. Is it possible for people to buy them online? Yeah, it is. It's on eBay. Oh, I had a question about it, actually. Do you know that... Um, okay, so have you heard of Gamergate? Mm-mm. Oh, what a world you live in. Gamergate? I've heard of Second Life. Well, <laughs> how do you feel about like the your your characters taking such a they take on sort of a life of their own? Like, yeah, you you your characters that you've drawn for Boys Club have been sort of like reappropriated by the internet without attribution over and over again. Yeah, like the frog character in particular. Oh yeah, yeah. I just like Gamergate. Okay, they're just a bunch of people who I don't really interact with but um they make they, internet memes or something mm, <laughs> it's like no. this big online controversy about gaming and nerds and stuff oh yeah. is it the one that like shunned that female yes. gamer yes. for yes. something for, for yeah. sleeping with people they're oh. just terrible they're okay ter- right. misogynist. Yeah. it's a whole um, big thing but they a lot of them have sort of reappropriated your frog character and use it as like an avatar and kind of like change it and redraw it and well, my like? biggest problem with that is that it, he's got brown lips, and he just he's got green lips. So if <laughs> yeah. you're listening out there, and you're making an, your own version of it. Give him some green lips because I can't stand the brown lips. For some it's, so like, you're, it's like yeah, it's really hard to see how off model they do it. Yeah, um, I, honestly, I don't care. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish more people knew where it came from, though, because it's such a good book. I know. It's actually inadvertently how I found out about your work because I was talking, I was at Alternative Press Expo and I was talking about how much I like Boys Club and someone said, if you like that, you would like Lisa Hannawalt. Right. And then, and then my, I bought your book, yeah, my, Sight Unseen. My first publisher was also Matt's publisher. That's how we met. Oh, we, were, we were like doing, indeed. We were doing signings together at Comic-Con mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, eBay. Is there a way, do you sell it on eBay or are there places uh, to buy it where the money will go to you? Um, is it out of print yeah i guess it's out of print oh yeah my god yeah, i could print. sell mine for so much money yeah yeah <laughs> i'm i'm uh i'm gonna make just a uh, i'm inspired by this podcast so i'm gonna make it available in french uh portuguese <laughs> oh great uh german uh italiano and quebeciano <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out there and you're in a different country look out for it it's gonna be translated fantastic <laughs> Uh, all right, Matt Fury, thank you for joining us. All right, thanks for having me. Yay, it's time now for Expert Hour. What does it mean, what does it mean, what does it mean? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. We need an expert, we need an expert, we need an expert hour. Welcome to Expert Hour. Uh, very excited about our expert this week. Uh, 
kind of weirdly appropriate to what we've been talking about yeah. so far. Um, his name is Leroy Hams, and he is an expert on extraterrestrials. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining <laughs> thank us. Thank you for coming. It's uh, been very difficult for me to get any uh, time in the press, and uh, all I'm looking for is a chance to say my, my story. And so I just I appreciate that time. Absolutely. Well, sure? let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say qualifies you as an expert in extraterrestrials? Is it something that you've studied? I certainly didn't wish for this expertise. It was thrust upon me by the experiences of my life. I just have witnessed an extraordinarily high number of encounters with extraterrestrials. I've seen them. Wow. I've interacted with them. Uh, I feel that they seek me out. And although I can't conclusively prove that, I, I just I run into them all the time. And um, they're, they're here. They're among us. And I just want, I want people to, to know it. I know it sounds crazy. No, that's amazing. Do, so, do they all look the same or are they different types of... There's there's a there's a few different types. Um, the main type is a spider-like creature, uh, about the size of um, about the size of like a couch pillow, a little smaller. Oh, that's cute. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound cute to me at all. Like a spider <laughs> creature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess um, I, I was... highly intelligent, uh, and and they're and they're everywhere. So, well, let's back up a little yeah. bit. Um, let's talk about the first time you encountered one. What? Where were you? What was the setting? What was happening? Well, I don't know how to answer this because it's one of these things where, I mean, you've heard about like, you know, buried memories. Yeah. And it's one of the things when I realize the first encounter, so I, I, the first encounter that I remember is when I was in my early 20s and I went to uh, visit a couple, uh, two friends of mine who'd gotten married and uh, like a year before. And I went into the back of their house, and in one of their rooms was one of these spider creatures. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they didn't know about it. Only I could see it. And uh, and I came running out. I was like, there's a spider creature. Um, oh, wait, this time, actually, I didn't say anything to them. I was so scared of it that I was, I was scared to even say anything. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I've seen these creatures before. Huh. I've seen them before my, my whole life. So uh, they're called tarantulas. <laughs> What's that? Well, no, it sounds like it, what he's talking about is bigger than a tarantula. Much bigger than a tarantula oh. and a different colored, lighter colored, more uh, orange and peach colored. Um, sounds pretty. Is this is this yeah. a specific alien that you're an expert of or is it of all aliens like the gray, the more classic gray aliens? I've never encountered the gray aliens. Sure. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's like the, the cool stoner skateboards will exactly. have like. Yeah, I've never encountered them. I feel like that's a. I feel like that it's might like be a, a hoax or something. Yeah, yeah okay. I think that's just kind of like a. I don't. I don't think it's a hoax. I think what it is is it's. Uh, there's a theory that it's. It's the. Um, it's an evolved version of a human, for many generations further ahead. Oh, that's time after traveling? they've. Uh, well, that they've. Yeah, they've already repopulated, but they've they've had to replicate themselves so many times that be, they've become weaker and weaker, and they've taken on that form, and they're coming back and visiting us and doing tests on us so that. They can figure out how to go back closer to this human form. That makes sense. And uh, oh, yeah, I think what I might be seeing is then an even further evolved form of the greys. Yeah, like these might these are small peach colored spider ish. So, like, how many legs do they have? Four. Four. Okay. Yep. So it's not not totally spider. No, not like six, yeah. like a spider. And have you? But con- they're like scrambling around. Uh, they seem smart. I mean, they seem 
a little bit defenseless. Like I felt like I could take this one, but I didn't. I was worried about what if I provoke this and a whole swarm of them come out of yeah the cracks or something like that. Yeah. Were you able to communicate with it at all? Have you ever been? Yeah, it makes little chirps like a cat, like a wailing cat, Uh, and like little moans. Um, They have eyeball like sockets i mean i don't i couldn't tell if it was actually looking at me it seemed to just be kind of gazing around the room huh have you touched them before or? i did have, not that time i did later uh um in a park i saw one uh in a sandbox just kind of scrambling around and i went over and i did just i kind of real. i kind of had a sense of oh, these things don't attack they're just kind of gathering information Oh. And then I touched one, and it was spongy. I'd say spongy and damp and um, uh, kind, of, kind of like a fruit. Did, did other people notice it as well? Were you the only witness? Everybody was very they, – they must put out some sort of hypnotic odor that calms everybody because nobody was noticing it. When I touched it, a lot of people got agitated and protective of it. I, it they, I must have some immunity where I am not. Are you sure? Wait, I okay, wait. So it was. <laughs> it has four limbs. Yeah. And it's peach colored. Yeah. And it was in a Saiyan box. That's right. Was it wearing pants? Yeah. It was wearing. Well. Oh. It's wearing some sort of uh, some sort of fabric. Kind of some sort of alien spacesuit like onesie. <laughs> kind of. Okay. I mean, are you, okay. So, are, are you sure it wasn't? Was it a baby? <laughs> I'm just gonna come out and ask it. Was it a baby? What's a no? Um, I don't know what that was term is. Was it a little is. kid? Like I don't a, know what that is. A child, a, kid, a I, toddler. Is that like a, the grays? Is that a term for a type of alien species? <laughs> um, I think the bigger question here is that I think we. How are we seen by this alien creature? Like you know, we yeah. see we see the alien as the. From what other, I can like, tell, they're scouts. They're very inquisitive. They pick things up and chew on them. They like they're testing the. Yeah, like they're seeing what they can devour. I feel like this is a first wave, maybe of these grays you're talking about. Yeah. So so they they're coming here to our planet to scout it out and to uh see what kind of uh resources are available that kind of thing. Seems to be. They're definitely they right below their eye sockets they have some sort of testing orifice which they use to like <laughs> really run a lot of things through it. Is it like a mouth? It is like a mouth. It's a mouth-like orifice right below their two eye sockets. Uh-huh. Did you say that you saw one in a as he said, a sandbox. A sandbox. Now I'm wondering if, if maybe for food they eat cat shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems likely. They because they because this was basically like they found a huge litter box in this park. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like a pretty good guess. Yeah, a pretty good. What wild else? Guess. What else would an alien be looking for? In a, and in a on this planet, there's a lot of cat shit. It'd be a good place to come. Yeah. If you were on a planet that was surviving on cat shit and you were running out, Earth's not a bad place to come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've got this couple that this, these those two friends of mine from oh, college yeah. who got married. I just felt so bad for them because this this thing had taken up in their home. <laughs> Maybe like a year after they got married, <laughs> like in the back of the house, had just like taken up residence, and they didn't. They were basically under its spell. Did they have a party for it or anything? Oh God! I mean, once I, 
I mean, again, I didn't say anything because that was like the first one that I remember. Because then I can remember seeing many more in the past yeah. that I had not paid proper attention to. But this time, because it had kind of like invaded your friend's home, you were sort of like, how insidious yeah. is this thing? Now, I understand you've written a book. Yeah, it's called In Plain Sight, and it's all about these creatures. And it's um, the warning, basically. I mean, look, I say I'm an expert because of my personal experience. I'm not a scientist. Uh-huh. I don't, or I'm not like a weapons manufacturer. I don't have the technology necessary to battle these things. Right. You know, I don't. I feel like I don't know what powers they have. They certainly they, have some kind of hypnotic what, power. Do they what? seem hostile or? Yeah, I'd say hostile. Definitely demanding. Yeah, yeah. The the people around it that are, that are in its spell, they just they just this thing's number one. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what I mean. Like it takes over That's their so minds, creepy. and all they do is worry about these little spider creatures. I think uh, this holiday season, uh, perhaps you can get your friend one of those Ghostbusters-style backpacks full of roach spray and just spray this motherfucker. I've thought yeah. about it. It seems like people don't want to harm the aliens, though. He's saying worried, they're hostile. He's saying I'm, they're hostile. I say spray them. I thought about it. I once brought... It's funny you say that. I once brought a can of Raid um, to uh, my to um, a wedding of my uh, cousin... And there were these spider creatures all basically at this one table in the back. They all kind of herded in the back <laughs> with their huh. little hosts. But then I realized, yeah, I think there's some kind of symbiotic link where if I harm the little spider creature, my aunts and uncles and cousins who were busy, you know, serving it would somehow be damaged. Like until I learn how to break that link, oh, yeah. I think I can't attack directly. Wait, so... uh <sighs> I don't know how to put this. Um, where do you think they come from? It's a great question. I assume um, Jupiter. <laughs> because well, the heavy gravity of Jupiter, I think, would make them powerful. They would have like enough strength, but uh-huh. here the lighter gravity of Earth, they're like little, they're little spider shells. Was Jupiter the one that they said isn't a planet anymore? Was that Jupiter? Oh, no, that's Pluto. Pluto. Oh, Pluto. Yeah, Pl- yeah. Jupiter is like the biggest planet, I think. So yeah. that one's still a planet. Yeah, that one's still yeah. a planet. That's, that's going to be the last one. I mean, go. well, this podcast isn't going to come out for a few weeks. So as far as we know, it's still yeah. a planet. Things might change yeah. between is now it and like then. like one of those ball of gas planets? Or is it is. It's pretty gassy. Yeah. I have a second type of extraterrestrial creature that I have found. Oh, yeah. L- let's hear about this. Okay. Um, this one is uh, even scarier, I think. It's um, it's more in okay. So it's 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 uh, it's like insect like also, but not okay. like a spider. It's like some elaborate um, cricket. Can yeah. I say something? Sure. By the way, the first one that you described doesn't sound that spider like. But continue because it doesn't have six limbs. I assume that it's mid growth. <laughs> eight limbs, but yeah. Oh, spiders have eight. Yeah. yeah. What has six? Insects. Uh, insects. Okay. God, I hope I, I got to re-release my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so co- continue the That's second. That's the problem with print, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't edit. Print well, I insisted out. on printing these so that they would have some legitimacy because I wasn't getting a lot of reaction from publishers. Yeah. Oh, so you self-published? I did. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was important enough to get it out there. We get a lot of self-publishers on our podcast. We do. I was just thinking that um, <laughs> Martha Stewart uh, showed interest in my book until, but I think she thought it was some sort of parody. And then stopped re- returning my email. Not her, her representatives. Oh. I never dealt with Martha Stewart. Uh, okay. Well, so, okay, so the second type of alien that you saw? So there's, instead of, uh, 
ant-like limbs, mm-hmm. not correcting myself, they, they travel around on um, discs, these sort of like whirling discs, and they, they also have a human host to power them. Um, they seem to be made of like aluminum or steel-ish, some sort of alien material that's aluminum or steel. Uh-huh. There's a lot of tendons that uh, attach the two discs and um, rubber components, and they... I think it sounds I like a bicycle, yeah. You guys have seen these? Oh, yeah, I, well, I didn't know you could hear me. It um, just, um, it sounds a lot like... It sounds a, like a bicycle. Yeah. Do you know what a bicycle is? Well, I mean, I know what these things are. Is that what we're called? See, I didn't know these terms. Are humans I, riding them, sort of? Yeah, yeah. I assume these humans get attached, and they just... They just give up their power for these creatures. They are just like sacrificing their own bodies to power these. They use their legs to bicycles. power them. Yeah. Huh. If I could just chime in here, that's actually called a tricycle. A tricycle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> are you sure? How many wheels did it have? Uh, the ones I see have two discs, but I, I yeah, wouldn't two, be. Two, tri, two, tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> these tricycles are really, uh, there's something else. Um, because the little spider, or sorry, ant creatures, yeah. they just kind of emit some hypnotic cloud. But the people seem still to be able to do independent action some of the time. Yeah. But now, the tricycle hosts, they're fucked. I mean, they're just like attached, and I guess they just keep going until they die. Have you ever confronted <laughs> the hosts of? of these? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> I scream at them when they when they come by. I'm like, Get, free yourselves! I'll say, <laughs> or like, overpower it! I say, you don't have to do that. You know. Uh huh. And what kind of reactions do you tend to get? Nothing. I mean, they're obviously under some. They're sedated, or they're you know they're like they're going well, pretty fast too, right? Yeah, they don't. I don't even know if they hear the whole sentence that I say. But um, <laughs> well, this is Los Angeles. One guy called you me can... an asswipe, <laughs> and I was like, oh great, he's totally now victimized by this. Just tricycle creature. Here in LA, an easy way to stop them is to just run them over with your car cycle. But I don't want to hurt the humans. Yeah. They're already too far gone. It might be right. Just run run them over. Like an invasion of the body snatchers. They're too far gone. Yeah, pod person. Yeah. 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 They'll yell at you. They'll try to hit your car with the lock or something. Yeah, it might not be worth it. Um, Have you ever felt any sort of like hypnotic effect from. The ant creatures? Not the ant creatures, but the disc ones I have a little bit. Uh, I've been like, that yeah. does look kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, like if I was going to be taken over, I mean, they're moving like a lot faster than when you walk. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could describe it. It's like, <laughs> it's just so much faster. I mean, <laughs> picture how fast you, picture how fast you run at top speed. Yeah. They're faster One than mile that. an hour. Wow. Yeah. One mile an hour is not that fast. <laughs> um, well, okay. Have you ever asked anyone who is connected to an ant creature, mm. have you said, where does this thing come from? Yeah, and they laugh. <laughs> like, that's a dumb question to ask. I've been called adorable when I ask that. Uh-huh. And, um... That's gotta hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... But and no, I, one, no one will give you an answer. No, I'm like, well, they obviously have some routing in their brain where they're not allowed to tell me. Um, I did do some research, and I gotta tell you, I saw a horrific video on the internet did you ever see the movie Alien when the little creature comes out of yeah. the dude's stomach? Basically, I saw a human woman with like an ant, one of these ant creatures coming right out of her. Whoa, what where'd you par- see that? What part of her was On it YouTube. coming out of? Like between her legs, basically. Oh, like wow. crawling out of her, like it had obviously housed inside of her for a so, while. So, okay. 
So I think we know what we're dealing with here. Yeah. Which is parasites. Yeah. Yeah. It looked Paras- like it. Parasitic invaders. Yeah. I was like, God, alien went soft on what they showed. Like, that's not even as bad as what it is. <laughs> yeah. Alien, like, dumbed it down. Yeah. Because in Alien, they I, don't want it to happen, which makes sense. Yeah. But the videos I saw, everyone is super excited. Huh. To have, like, basically a monstrous creature crawl out of the inside of you and then run your life. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. No, I don't get it at all. It's I, like nothing. Nothing. Like, I don't understand how you could get so. Me either. Um, the disc well, ones, I, I sort of get. <laughs> <laughs> it seems a little fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what has the response been like to your research? Uh, well, it's better than I first assumed. I mean, I felt crazy when I was telling people and people are responsive. Um, but not in the, you know what happens is people who are under the spell kind of assume that I'm asking to get in on it. I get a lot of photographs of these ant creatures. I get a lot of stories about them. Uh, I'm on a bunch of mailing lists from what I assume are fake stores that just sell clothes for them. Huh. Um... Do you that's ever, disturbing. Yeah, that's it's like they're trying to convert you. Yeah, and I just thank God I uh, am advanced enough that I don't have whatever that chemical is that makes you fall prey to this. You know? Um, I have one last question. Do you guys have any more questions? No, I think you described um, it very well. I have one last question, which is: um, Have you had sex before? That's a personal question, uh, <laughs> but since you've been so amenable to me talking and I haven't had a lot of time I don't mind telling you no <laughs> why do you why do you ask um is that what you guys were talking about before I came dude, here dude go for it <laughs> go for it dude I, I honestly it was just pr- like I'm not sure why I thought of that question it just sort of like popped into my head yeah. as we were talking about this but um I well mean, I was you know I grew up in a weird environment I was the youngest of six children and uh-huh. um uh, and I was a surprise. Sounds like your a mom's surprise. had a lot of sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, high five. Yeah. But uh, so I was sort of ostracized as a kid. And I, you know, I didn't. I didn't get all the attention that my uh, other siblings did. So yeah. I missed out on a lot. Okay. And I was a bit. I was a bit awkward in middle school and high school. So I kind of had to figure things out on my own a little bit, but you know what? That's, that's good. It makes you independent. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah. It seems like you are a very independently minded person. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. well, so if people want to buy their book, buy your book, uh, in plain sight, it's at, uh, the truth dot ant creatures dot net. Uh, and there's a downloadable, um, PDF. Okay. Uh, and then you can order, um, you can order a, a hard copy, uh, and you just pay through PayPal and I'll send it to you. Great. Fantastic. Well, it's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? Um, I learned that there's no difference between man-made garbage and natural garbage. (laughs) It's all the same shit. I I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what did you learn today? Uh, Simpsons is in different places. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Very true. Leroy, what did you learn today? Well, I guess some of the people are more open to my ideas if I just say them peacefully and don't scream at them when they're mid being held captive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's probably true. I yeah. think that's probably a good life lesson for all of yeah, us. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to take away from this. Don't scream at yeah. first. At first. Yeah, I'm going to keep it as an option. Yeah, why not? 
I learned that there are aliens among us. I learned we just might have been calling them something else. Uh, and you know what? That's it. <laughs> you guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Baby Geniuses. Please follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm What's at that Lisa, title mean? Lisa Draws. Um, <laughs> Baby Geniuses? Oh, what, the, the title of our show? Yeah. It's like a, you know, like smart infants. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll, we'll talk after this is over. Great. I'm sorry okay. to interrupt you. You were, you were wrapping up. No, it's okay. I, I just feel like there's a lot that I don't feel comfortable sort of yeah. humiliating you with. Interesting. Yeah. While we're recording. Yeah. Okay. I guess I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, thanks to our producer, Travis McElroy. Please listen to My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Uh, send us butt pictures and suggest wiki links at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. And goodbye. goodbye. Yay! <laughs> that was great. Baby geniuses, we know everything. 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 MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.